Hey everybody! I'm Lauren. I'm Bree. And welcome to Imaginary Library. I said that weird. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh man, that was a long day. It has been a long day. It's a very long day. But it's back to school month, guys. Yeah! Hope yeah. it all goes well for you guys. Yeah, I am so glad to not be there anymore, but I, I feel for all y'all that are still there. Yeah, it's my senior year in college. I hate it. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. Thanks. You'll, you'll do great, buddy. I fucking hope so. I've been fucking <laughs> pulling along really slowly. I'm at the point where I'm like dragging myself my legs are broken behind me and i'm going uphill <laughs> i'm going uphill and just <laughs> just look at it this way at least at least you've got a degree that'll get you a job <laughs> well i'm learning recently that apparently i can get a job without it <laughs> so i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> oh, so man. many other jobs like out okay different rant we're on. We're going to talk about books today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but we hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode, which was uh, our children's book episode. Yeah. That was really fun to do. On a, a similar vein. Mm -hmm. Oh. No, 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 no. Something. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh. On a similar vein, we're going to talk about required reading books today. Mm hmm So, like, the books in middle school and high school that all of us were forced to read during class. Yup. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. And everything in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember the good books, but I have a very good memory of the bad books. <laughs> very good memory. Yeah, me too. But before we get into that, just a reminder that if you want to join in this month's book club, um, what was that face you just made? I remembered we had the book. I'm like, I have not read it yet. I'm like, what am I doing? Jeez, Brie, you got three weeks. I know, I know, I know. I'm about to read it in three days. <laughs> Knowing you, three no. hours. <laughs> True. <laughs> But yeah, that is House of Salt and Sorrow by Erin A. Craig. So if you want to join in on this week's, weeks, this month, <laughs> you so want to join, want to join on this three-hour review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grab a copy, uh, buy it or local library. We support both, <laughs> and uh, we'll be doing that episode on the last Tuesday of August. So very yep. excited. <laughs> it's a very good book. But yeah, so let's talk required reading. Listen, I think you mentioned it before we started recording, but the required reading books, me and Lauren have learned, um, they could only be good or bad depending on the teacher who teaches it to you. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. we were talking a little bit before, but like all the books that we loved from the required reading tend to have come from the teachers we loved who mm -hmm. helped like you know explain the book and like yeah. helped dissected the book and presented good questions for us to like 
divulge and present, like, for the essays and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the shitty teachers that, like, make the book... You hate the book! <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there are still plenty of books out there that, like, the teacher had no effect on how I feel about them. But... <laughs> But yeah, the teacher definitely affects it. And there's also just something about required reading books that, like, I don't know if... I know other people have this too, but especially for me. If I am forced to read a book, I'm much less likely to like it or even want to read it. Yeah. It took me, like, three years after college to actually start reading again for my own pleasure because I was so used to just constantly having to read for school. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, throughout college. Yeah. Oh. Because I was I was going for an English degree, oh. so all of my classes had books to read, and so constantly just having to read. So once I get out of college, it's like it turned me off of it for a bit. So mm-hmm. I had to get back into the swing of things. But is that thankfully... why we like is that why we like fantasy so much? Because we had yes. to required read all of these different like literature is good, great, amazing. It's rarely what you want to read. (laughs) Rarely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the books that they make us read in school are either because they're just considered classic literature after all this time, or they have social commentary that's important. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want the social commentary or what someone 500 years ago wrote. I just want to read about dragons. I just want to read about dragons and fairies. Yeah. Big on the fairies. <laughs> oh, man. I'll ask you at the end of the uh, episode today, like, what those books are, because I know uh, at my work, this girl's also going for her English degree, mm-hmm. and she was like, hey, you really need to read this one. And it's on my shelf. I don't remember what it's called. While you talk, I'll look for it. Because it's on my shelf. She's like, you really need to read it. I'm like, do I? She's like, yeah, I read it for this whatever class or whatever she's taking. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. And, like, I'm glad that she's enjoying all of this reading. Like, the the fun books. Mm -hmm. I'm glad she's enjoying the required reading. Mm -hmm. Very happy for her. But, my God. (laughs) Get me back to the land of the fae. (laughs) For real. So... You want to start off with the worst books. Don't yeah, let's get that out of the way. It's because that's the ones I remember the most. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Do you remember any from, like, elementary school that you had to read? or uh, I know it's like, there's a lot less required reading in elementary school. Cause in elementary school? You're still learning to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think in elementary school, the w- only main one that I remember, like, being required to read was The Giver. Mm-hmm. Now, don't ask me what the plot is to The Giver. <laughs> All I remember is that the kid and, like, the other kid, like, snuck out of, like, whatever they're being held in. And they go down, like, the snowbank and, like, it's been alluded to that they died because they were going free. I don't remember what happened. But, like, I, that's the visual that I got. I could be completely wrong. That is one that I have not read, so I could not tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for spoiling the ending. No, you're all good. <laughs> I have to look it up, because I remember, like, that being a point, because I don't, I really don't remember the plot, but I remember, like, this guy, like, 
maybe it's like an old man, like he was telling the kid, like, hey, you need to be free or whatever. It was like, they were living in some sort of like hole thing where it was like dark or whatever. And like when him and the kid were escaping, he had like had bundled the kid in like his stomach or whatever. And like it was the first time they saw snow. And like the last chapter ends with him like sliding down the bank of snow. And then like that was basically how it ended. So I'm like, did the kid, like, I, there was speculation that the kid died and that was, like, his last, like, I'll have to look it up because now, I'm, now okay. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What, uh, what required uh, reading from elementary school do you remember? I remember a couple of good ones, which I'll save for when we talk about the good ones, but the one I specifically remember reading that we did not like was Where the Red Fern Grows. What? You don't know where the red fern grows? No. Oh, buddy. Um, let's give a spoiler alert for this one, because I'm going to have to explain to you why this scarred us. Because we were children. Mm-hmm. And this was a book about a boy who got two hunting dogs as puppies. And it's him growing up and their life together. But the book ends... With one of the dogs dying. And the other one is so upset that her partner dog has died that she just lays down on its grave and refuses to get up and eventually dies of a broken heart. And this was required at what age? We had to have been like 10. (laughs) To be fair, the giver's not that great either. Even the boys sobbing their eyes out. It was rough. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going through this because I don't remember the plot of The Giver. Basically, um, from what I understand, they were living in a society where, like, The Giver gives memories of people. So they don't remember their past, their past at all. And so, like, The Giver gives glimpses of their memory and stuff. And so the one kid, Jonah, I believe, had, like, a memory of the snow and stuff. And so him and then the little kid, they... The ending was kind of like a take it has as you read it. When mm-hmm. he slid down the snowbank, memories flooded back into him. Because he was free from wherever they were at. And it was a snow, and so that was how it ended. And so, uh, from this article, apparently, it was one of those take it how you see it. Is he slides down the sled, and he got his memories back, and he's happy, or he died. I think our whole group, or our whole class, assumed that he died. Nice. But yeah, there were there wasn't like a whole lot of books in elementary school that we that I can't remember reading and disliking. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the books we read in elementary school were geared more toward what the kids might enjoy. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> but because um, they're still trying to get us to want to read at that age. Yeah. Um, it was easy for us. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> what about middle school? The one book I remember in middle school was Beowulf. You read Beowulf in middle school? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I read that in college. You read that in college? Yes! (laughs) Alright. Maybe you could fill in some gray area. I I also read it in Old English, so that might have been... (laughs) (laughs) You know? That might be it. (laughs) I specifically, because I don't remember a lot of the required reading in middle school. 
But I specifically remember Beowulf, and I remember hating it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I think it was because, like, you know, like, when you have to be in the class... Okay, this also leads to my other least favorite book, but that's in high school. But what I hate most about, like, required reading is when we have to read, like, together in the class. Is where, mm-hmm. like... There's, like, different ways the teacher can get someone to read. Where whoever wants to read next, raise their hand. Or you can be in middle school, and you point to the person you want to read next. Oh, jeez, I hated that. Yep, and so, um, what's funny funny in quotation marks is like some people like you know the the jerks the clear jerks in middle school who would like go back and forth and like everyone would like give the next paragraph to this guy and like everyone would just time in like oh give it back to Kyle or whatever like and Kyle would give it to someone else and they'd give it back to him la 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 like it's stupid popcorn reading that's the that's that's it that's the one Mm mm-hmm popcorn reading hate it and uh (laughs) I didn't like Beowulf because I f- okay there was a scene not a scene huh, I always describe them like their TV there was I a mean, chapter still was a scene yeah it was like a scene like you're gonna have to remind me like what happened to Beowulf because if he there was like a moment where the guy was like being not being intimate with a girl but like he was doing something and like the boys in the class were losing their shit. And it was just disgusting. Like, yeah. he like he was shifting or something, or, like, something or whatever happened with a girl. I don't remember the exact scene, but I remember just kind of sitting there, because the guys were all popcorn reading to each other, like, ooh, like, mm-hmm. being stupid. Yeah. So I really can't tell you what the plot of Beowulf is, but I just remember, like, me sitting with, like, three other girls in my row were just like, what the fuck, dude? Because they're all, like, laughing and joking and, like, being stupid about it. Beowulf boils down to Knight goes out and fights a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all, that's all you need to know. Thanks. <laughs> that's all I retained from it, to be okay. perfectly honest. Okay, cool. But once again, I read it in Old English, so I didn't understand <laughs> half of it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I have a few from middle school that just sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one called The Pearl by John Steinbeck, I think. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, I could be remembering completely different book, but I think the reason I hated it was that, well, one, I just hate John Steinbeck's writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is dull as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but two, I think a huge plot point of that is that a baby is murdered what i yeah this is this is my chance to look this up okay because i the pearl just sent back novella okay oh i looked at the book the book that my co-worker was like hey read i read it in college in one of her classes uh the secret history secret history yeah i don't know that one uh the secret history by donna tart hmm she said she really, really liked it. And so it's sitting on my shelf, waiting to be read. Because <laughs> I have not started it yet. Because I think I bought this literally at around the same time that I bought um, Cor- uh, Court of Thorns and Roses. So this book has been sitting on my shelf for a while. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, The Pearl. Yes. So basically, it's it's based off of a folktale, a Mexican folktale. 
but it's about a pearl diver okay. who, you know, dives for pearls. Yeah. And one day he finds, like, the best pearl ever. Okay. And it, it's, like, perfect, it's flawless, and it soon becomes the envy of the entire village, because it could, like, feed an entire family, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so... The man has a wife and child, and, like, basically, like, the greed of everyone else is becoming so dangerous that they decide to flee. People hunt them, and, um, it ends in a, a fight where one of the guys fires toward them, but, um, they manage to fight them off, but after the fight is over, they realize that the guy that fired shot their baby. <laughs> oh, hell no. And they decide to throw the pearl into the ocean. So they so that they, they can't tempt it? anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Titanic the pearl did because <laughs> the pearl predated, but Yeah. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Nailed it. But yeah, so child murder not a hit. Nah. <laughs> with middle school classes. <laughs> nah. Gotta be honest. Nah, that's, that's a miss, my guy. We also read The Devil's Arithmetic. It's um about a girl who kind of goes back in time and ends up being taken to Auschwitz during the... Um, What? During the Holocaust. And just... Because her... It's because her grandmother was in the Holocaust. Yeah. So I don't... I don't remember the mysticism about it, but basically she goes back in time and she lives through the Holocaust. Oh, wow. The time at the uh, concentration camps. And so that one was a huge bummer. Jesus there Christ. There was also a movie adaptation that they made us watch. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's... There's a movie. Jesus, okay. Which ends with all of them being put in a gas chamber. <laughs> we were 11. Sweet! So it ends with the gas chamber and then, like, cuts to black? Pretty much, yeah. What the fuck are you guys reading that in middle school for? Well, okay, to be fair, we read Beowulf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. When you yeah, take a look was... around. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was rough. But, I mean, other than that, it was, like, a good book in terms of, like, bringing that to light. Just not fantastic at 11. Yeah. Oh, you just reminded me of another book we uh, we read. I, t- I cannot, for the life of me, remember the title of it. But I remember it was about a kid. He didn't really fit in. Um, and he, uh, journeys to, like, uh, basically the equivalent of, like, um, an alternate reality where everyone is supposed to be perfect. There's, you are, uh, in the, the white picket fence, the kid bouncing the ball, and everything's supposed to be perfect. And so, in this world, if even one thing is out of place, you get taken away. So, like, I remember we had to watch the movie, too, and I remember this scene specifically where, like, the kids are playing basketball, but everyone's bouncing the ball at the exact same time. 
and then all the mothers come out at the exact same time and they call their kids inside. Now in this specific scene, both reading and watching, all the kids are bouncing the ball at the same time. But then there's one kid at the end of the street, he's like dribbling, going through his feet, la la la, and he like shoots it. And then the mother, she's standing outside, she's trying to like, you know, match the other mothers. And uh, she's freaking the fuck out. Cause her son's like, you know, Is go in. Was that part of A Wrinkle in Time? I don't know. Cause I, I really like, don't know. I feel like I'm remembering that in A Wrinkle in Time. Like, I remember reading this book, and I don't remember, like, the actual title of the book. Because, like, the guy... Maybe I'm merging books. But I remember that scene specifically, because, like, at the end of the thing, like, it teaches you, like, it's okay to be creative, it's okay to be different. And, like, how... I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I just remember specifically that book in middle school and then the movie traumatizing me. Hmm. I don't think it's A Wrinkle in Time, but I really and truly cannot remember the title of this book. It's A Wrinkle in Time. Is that it? That part that you described, yes. Is it? Mm-hmm. You might be merging books, because also the, like, um, being different thing also reminds me of, um... It's a short story, but Harrison Bergeron uh-huh. by Ray Bradbury, which is about everyone needing to be perfect and one guy being different. I don't know. But, yeah, no, that, that specific scene that you um, described is straight out of A Wrinkle in Time. I swear, like, that's crazy, because I didn't realize. I'm like, because I've seen A Wrinkle in Time, but I don't remember that specific scene. Yeah, because huh. I, I literally just looked up a wrinkle in time bouncing basketballs and I found it. So. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. Um, we also read um, Catherine called Birdie, which was, it's basically about a, like, young girl living in medieval times. Mm-hmm. Um, hated that book. Why? I don't know. I just felt like genuine anger through most of the reading of that book, and I can't fully remember why, but I just feel like it's just, it just sucked. Yeah. Um, but there's one specific scene I remember where it's, like, very, like, realistic to medieval times. Oh! Unfortunately. It's it's not a fantasy version at all. It's, oh! Full realism. Oh. And part of that realism is uh, Birdie's older brother. Oh, no. Who's, like, in his 30s. Nope. Who takes a bride. No, thanks. Who's 13. No, thank you. And gets her pregnant. I'm good. We're fine. <laughs> we don't have to read this book. We we're read good. that in middle school, and we were all like, hey, teacher, what the fuck? <laughs> How do teachers decide what to read in a... District mandates. <laughs> district mandated that book the same people that ban harry potter i don't know okay <laughs> fair enough you yeah, know that one sucked oh man yeah i also saw that they're they're making a film adaptation for it wait <laughs> recently yeah recently 
What? I saw it amidst all the, like, Comic-Con stuff coming out. Oh, hell no. And it's called what again, so I know to avoid? Catherine called Birdie. Okay. Oh, it comes out in September. Bruh. Everything's coming out in September. Yeah, we get into high school, and that's where a lot of the books that really hate come to play. Yes. Alright. Start um, us off. Great Expectations. I actually never read that one. Ugh. Uh-oh. Like, like, the general overall plot is not bad. But we're talking about Dickens. And the time where you were paid by the word. So the man... Like, our, our ninth grade English teacher, he was great in that he knew that we would not want to spend three pages reading about, like, how carriages worked or some shit like that. Uh-huh. So he, he had us, like, go through and, like, abridge the parts and, like, saying, you don't need to read this part, you don't need to read this part, which I appreciated. It wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> I... Charles Dickens was a great writer, and, like especially for like social reform and stuff. But I hate his books. <laughs> I love Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol Christmas hard to great. mess up. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Great Expectations just drolls on and on and on with so little plot in sight, <laughs> and it's boring. It's dull. I hated it, and. Ugh, even the abridged version. Not not fun. Really? <sighs> yeah. What is the plot? Um, basically a kid named Pip who is an orphan is um a guy takes him in and like a rich guy takes him in and like makes him his ward and So it's Annie. A little bit. But then he dies and leaves all of his fortune to him. And so, so Annie. Kind of, but it's <laughs> him traversing the two worlds of, like, the poverty and the wealthy and... Oh. I don't know. I mostly just remember Miss Havisham, which is a pretty famous character, where she's, like, um, she's a woman who got, um, stood up on her wedding day. Yeah. So, and so she, for the next, like, 40 years, left her house exactly as it was on the day that she was supposed to be married, so there's, like, a table of, like, rotten food and a rotting wedding cake and it cobwebs everywhere she wears her old dress like iconic character yeah that part was great everything else boring sucked could not care less okay doesn't sound like a book i'd like i've never aside from christmas carol i haven't really read a lot of charles dickens and like he's there's like a classic section in barnes and noble so mm-hmm. like jane Eyre, charles dickens um basically everyone and their mother like the, the classic literature is in that section i haven't read a lot of that section i'll be honest sorry what was that first one that you said again was it i don't know did you say jane Eyre? is that not how it said no <laughs> it's jane Eyre. oh jane Eyre. mate you know what haven't read her either you know <laughs> what my favorite classic book is i fucking love jane Eyre. yeah yes that's my shit Really? Oh man, yeah. I am full on to the I <laughs> I'm gonna get nerdy here. That 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 was my era in writing and my type was like gothic literature. Mm-hmm. 
um, in like the 1700s, 1800s. Basically, Victorian Gothic literature was most of my focus through college. Mm -hmm. And so I love Jane Eyre. Basically, falls in love, poor governess, falls in love with a rich man who has his crazy wife living in the attic. Okay. It's rad as hell. Okay. (laughs) Also, like, just the writing and the romance and the atmosphere, it's so good. I love it so much. Okay. I'll add, it to shit. The I'll add it to the reading list. It's it's good shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, what, are, what are some... Do you have one that you read in high school that you hate? Oh, yeah. Bring oh. it. So, we had to read a lot of Shakespeare um, mm-hmm. in all of our um, uh, high school and stuff. Like, one year we did, we did, like, Midsummer. Of course, there was Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade. Um, yeah, we had one every year that we had to read. Yeah, yeah. Ours was Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade too. Mm-hmm. Which 11th, one didn't you like? Eleventh grade, Taming of the Shrew. Really? Yep. <laughs> you didn't like Taming of the Shrew. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. Why? It's basically a guy being like, "Hey, bitch, do this thing. You're gonna be my wife." And at the end, she's like, "Oh, I guess I can pay attention, like be obedient." Like, no, we what? What? We're in an era where I hate it. I hate. I hate yeah. men. I hate men in Shakespeare. That, it's so that annoying. It's history, just be yeah. like it's it's so fucking annoying and stupid. Like basically, he was calling her like a, a shrew. She's it might as well have been called taming of the bitch because they didn't <laughs> like how she was like not what everyone thought she was fucking crazy because she wanted to be independent and strong. And by the end mm-hmm. of the fucking play, she's like, I guess I could be a housewife. What? <laughs> what? This is the stupidest shit. I hate. That's the worst one. I hate. And also, by the way, I I have many, many, many hate for this fucking uh piece of literature because I had to be Catherine. Okay. <laughs> so what we did in eleventh grade is that yep. you we have like our single discs, right? And the mm-hmm. seating order was by last name, right? Mm-hmm. My maiden name started with the C. And so I was like the third or fourth row back or whatever. And mm-hmm. my teacher was like, all right, like based on like, we'll start with this chair first, the first chair, and they'll play the first character that comes up in the play. Mm-hmm. So like the first and guy. you got one of the main characters. Yeah. So there was like, so the first guy, he's like, okay, you're Sly you're this and then i was number four or five and so i'm fucking Catherine. so i'm just taking all this shit for maybe three four weeks because we're it's (laughs) (laughs) for three or four weeks to reading taming of the shrew and i'm the fucking shrew and everyone's like fucking whoever who was the guy oh i can't believe his name there's a lot of reasons why I hate Taming of the Shrew, but this guy, he was the bane of my existence in high school. He was mm-hmm. the jock. He was the starting quarterback. He was mm-hmm. the biggest asshole ever. <laughs> he, I'm not trying to, I'll tell you everything that he's done to me, mainly Brittany, and I'm the psycho one, so you don't touch Brittany. <laughs> so I'm like, he's sly. He is this, he's the asshole. That's reading and calling me shit names, and I fucking hated it. 
I hate Taming of the Shrew. I hate the premise. I hate the whole thing with all of my heart. When we were talking about required reading, like, oh, which one do you hate? I have beef with Taming of the Shrew. Anyway. Yikes. <laughs> Fucking can't. I think I liked all of the Shakespeare plays that we read in high school, so I can't really, you know, speak on that one. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> How do you feel about Ten Things I Hate About You, though? No. Brie, are we gonna have to stop being friends? Why? What? I fucking love that movie. Why? What do you, what do you mean, why? That movie is amazing. We you don't like Ten Things I Hate About You? It's basically Taming of the Shrew. It is not! <laughs> I mean, it's got the basic premise, but they do it so much better. I'll be honest, I did bow out at the end. <laughs> Brianna! Yes. Heath Ledger! I know! He's hot, but I didn't like the girl. You didn't like? No. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're, we're gonna start a fight. <laughs> It's literally like my favorite rom com of all time. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Guys, this is the last episode of Imaginary <laughs> Library. <laughs> yes, Lauren's gonna, gonna book a flight. I'm gonna fly out and throttle Bree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's the best. Do not let its roots. <laughs> Do not let its Shakespearean roots spoil the whole thing. It's an amazing movie. I can't even get it. Like, I, I've tried. I really have tried to start. To it's a feminist version of it. How? Mm, I can't. What do you mean, how? I just can't. I can't. When did you it. bow out? I don't remember. Like, I remember, like, trying to start it in high school, and I just got bored. You know what? what? We're movie night. Okay. This week, sometimes. Sometimes this week. <laughs> I'm making you watch it. <laughs> and you will enjoy it. <laughs> and if I don't? I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What other book did you hate in high school? Oh, man, The Scarlet Letter. <laughs> I've actually never read that one. Yeah. I've seen uh, Easy A. It's <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I know about. The only thing I know about the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Is that well, basically what happened? Pretty much. Oh. Everyone calls her a hoe and she puts a yeah. on her. Yeah. That's it. And the, well, also the guy that got her pregnant is the town reverend. So, um. Ew! But, but he doesn't get any shit for it. Why? But she does. He's the reverend! Because it's puritanical times and women are evil. So. You bet your sweet ass we're evil. We'll take you all out! Also, I just hate the puritanical time in history, so it already wasn't doing yeah. it for me there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just didn't like reading it. Just a lot. It, very negative book. <laughs> a negative book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a happy ending either, so. It's just, it's a lot of shit. It's it just, a, it just sounds like a book just talking shit about the main girl. Pretty much, yes. Which, okay, 
Well, it's, it's, it's also meant to be a social commentary on why that was wrong and messed up, but at the same time, you still gotta witness it all. So, it's just... Okay. It was just not a fun read. Again, my only experience with uh, the Scarlet Letter is Easy A. So, in the book, was she, like, hopping from homie to homie? Or was no. she just talking to a guy and everyone's like, Ooh, you're not supposed to talk to another guy because, you know... No, she, um... She was, I think, I don't know if she was divorced or if her husband had died. Mm-hmm. But basically, she was... Newly single. On her own, yeah. And she got pregnant. Oh. a baby, so. And they forced her to walk around with a scarlet A on her bodice. What was the A supposed to stand for? Adulterer. So yeah, I think she was, or she was just estranged from her husband, so she wasn't, like, actually, because she was still technically married, or else the A wouldn't have made sense. But anyway. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Stupid book. Stupid <laughs> book. I also was not a big fan of 1984. I wasn't either, and I'll be honest, I don't remember what grade I was when we read 1984, but, like, at that point, I don't remember what class we were in, but it was, like... You know, like, some of those classes, like, you know, like, the vibes of the whole class are real and, like, good and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. majority of the class are people you really like, so you know it's gonna be a fun class. Yeah. Definitely, when we were reading 1984, we all were like, alright, let's all pass around the notes and make sure we change it a little bit so we don't get caught. Mm -hmm. Like, she, our whole thing was, she can't take all of us, and so we, there was literally, like... Big, like, meetings and, uh, because this was 11th grade, and so we're all getting, like, our license and stuff, so we would all be, like, driving to each other's house. Small town. And so there was, like, 13 of us girls at, uh, this girl Jessica's house just writing everything out and doing homework together every Thursday. And mm -hmm. so, 100%, like, she can't get all of us, so we all, like, basically wrote the summaries for each of the book together. Yeah. Because the 1984 sucked, and I really can't <laughs> tell you what it's about. I just know Big Brother is watching you. That's that's yes. all I got. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's not like it was like bad or anything. I just think that there are vastly better dystopian stories. It was very there, slow, if I remember. Yeah, it's very not a not much like actually fully happens in the book. If yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I tuned out about halfway through that one. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, man. I learned very quickly in high school that you, you only needed to make it a certain point in the book to be able to write essays on it. So yeah. that's what I did. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. Wasn't really a fan of that one. Okay. Um, the only... Because, like, I wasn't, like, a big fan of, like, a lot of ones. Like, but not, like, in, like, a hate way. Just, mm -hmm. like, more just, like, I couldn't remember it or, like, it kind of went over my head. Like, a separate piece... Something about boys at a boys' school and someone broke their leg or something. I can't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it was, it, it was so unassuming. It just, I do not remember anything from it. Right. And also, um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, uh -huh. which is a play, like a satirical play spinoff from Hamlet. Right. And. I 
heard it's really good, but at the time I was reading it, I was already so sick of Hamlet, and also it was my senior year, and I was brain tired from trying to right. senioritis <laughs> finish all is my a big thing. senioritis yep. was really bad at that time. So like I just remember it just going completely over my head, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna write an essay on this one. I'll just ignore it." <laughs> <laughs> so so that, those were the ones that like they were they weren't bad, but like they weren't good either. Yeah. But there was one that I really hated. Which is? Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. Which is not the sci-fi The Invisible Man, which was what I was hoping it was. But it's a book about um, a man, a black man living in the Harlem Renaissance in New York City. Which sounds like it should be fun. Yeah. But it's just a lot of just really bad things are happening to this guy and they're going to continue to get worse. <laughs> That's not a fun book. <laughs> mhm. And like it was also one of those books that like teachers try and shove so much symbolism into stuff to the point where it's just like I don't fucking know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> like is this symbolism or are you just cuz there was like a scene where he put like drops of black into white paint and like that was supposed to be the, the racial makeup of New York City or something like that. And I was just like, I do not understand. What the <laughs> fuck. Like, they wanted me to write, like, a whole essay on it. On, on that on that image in that scene. <laughs> and how that related to the entire rest of the book. And I was just like, I don't fucking know. It's paint in a bucket, okay? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm losing it here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the L. <laughs> yeah, and... Also, just, like, the writing style of it was just not up my alley mm -hmm. at all. And I just, I trudged my way through that book. I hated every second of it. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you have any more that you really hated from high school? Really hated? Or just um, hated in general? I'm not picky. <laughs> see, I keep talking shit about Othello. Or, no, not uh, Othello, Shakespeare. I am bad. I am talking about Othello. Um, oh, yeah. I thought it sucked. It does. <laughs> I didn't read that one until college, but it's still just... Ugh. Just, it was... It was a time. I don't know what it is. Like, Shakespeare's great, but then also Shakespeare's not great. Take me at the shrew, I'm looking at you. But Othello, yeah. we read... I don't remember what grade we read Othello, um, but it was either the year before or year after we did actually the production of Othello Undone. In which it was a play about people in a theater class putting on the play Othello. Yeah. And so, I knew Othello back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. But it's basically about a girl planning to kill the other girl because she's about to marry, uh, she's about to marry the guy. It's like... Everyone's killing each other because she wants this one guy, and she's, like, plotting and shit, and just, it's, well, it's... also, the other guy's trying to, like, get, like, I don't know, like, political gain or something, or whatever, and he thinks that his girl is plotting against him, and then yeah, he kills yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to have sympathy for you because you were led astray and thinking that she was doing the wrong thing, but you still killed her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was just, I don't, it's not a fight. You didn't have to do that. Exactly. It was just more like, okay, what are you doing? 
And then I'm looking at her, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Like, a <laughs> like, lot of Shakespeare's tragedies are like the we're killing each other for no fucking reasons reason. thing. But like Othello took it to a new level. Yeah, Othello like everyone was dying. Well, it it wasn't as bad as Hamlet. Hamlet's the worst about everyone dying, but yeah. I digress. I'll talk about that one in a minute because I actually liked that one, so it's on my good list. Oh, okay. But. I haven't actually like read Hamlet or like seen Hamlet, so Oh yeah? Yeah, no. But yeah, no. So that is my beef with Othello. <laughs> so, <laughs> decent beef to have. Decent beef to have. It's not decent as beef. like rooted in hatred as Taming of the Shrew, mm. but Othello, I was just like, eh. And then we mm. did the play. It was either the play we did before or after. It was like, it was smack dab in the middle, but I don't remember. I don't, because I know we didn't read Othello the same year we did the play. Yeah. So I was very much annoyed and done with Othello, especially because this play Othello Undone is basically high school kids played, uh, putting on the show, putting on the play Othello. So it was a play within a play in the theater class. I'm just like uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Uh. Alright, are we done with books we hate? Yeah, let's, let's go to the books we liked. Okay. Yeah. Were there any books that you read in elementary school that you remember uh, required? to read but liked the one main one from elementary school that we were required to read i think i talked about it last episode was esperanza rising uh yes i love we that were book. required to read that one and uh i think i mentioned again last episode um i really liked it because it was rooted in uh mexican culture mm-hmm. and so i'm just like that's me i'm <laughs> just like that's me i'm <laughs> representation but just it was just a beautiful story and just how um uh i think i think this was the book where it was like based in lemon grove or whatever in san diego or something closer or whatever it was that it was probably that or another book but i remember specifically either reading esperanza rising i don't see it do- oh no 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 esperanza rising great great book absolutely great book but the one the one I'm thinking of is Becoming Naomi Leon. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Same author. Awesome book. That's yes. the one. Because I was really confused. Because, like, I remember Naomi, and that one is rooted in Lemon Grove in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So that that was specifically the one that was just like, I live there, that's me. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, that was the book that I truly, truly loved. It was, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful book, and I really, really loved it. It pains me that I don't remember every single detail about the book, but I just remember, like, the happiness and the endorphins that it gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only remember, like, two, like, required reading books from elementary school. Um, but, well, we read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was super fun. Yeah. Because they, they, it was, like, one of the first ones that we were all, like, reading out loud in class or whatever, and we yeah. got to do different parts, and I got to play Veruca, and I did. Stupid British accent when I was oh, like eight. Oh, you're so <laughs> cute. Uh, it was that one was fun, but the one I remember loving was um, the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. Hmm. It's a it's a long winded name for a book, but it's about these kids who were um, I don't know if they like ran away from home or a foster system or something, but it's like a sister and brother, yeah. and they end up basically living inside this museum, like. Like, when it's closing time, they'll, like, go in the bathrooms and, like, put their feet up on the toilet seats so that no one can see them. And then they just 
wander around the museum at night and sleep there and stuff Mm -hmm. and which is like already just like a cool concept as a kid (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely living in a museum that sounds rad as hell yeah yeah but um basically throughout um they're able to discover a secret about like a statue that's there and that like it's an actual like michelangelo statue or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's also got like some some art um entwined in there and that was just a really fun read yeah so i really loved that one but yeah can't remember a whole lot from elementary school Mm -hmm. but what about middle school um i don't remember too much from middle school um yeah, I think, because I think, I'm pretty sure mi- we did Midsummer in middle school, I think. I think that was when we did Midsummer, um, And I remember, like, really enjoying it, because it was... the We had to do, like, a presentation with the other English classes, like, because there was a theater mm-hmm. class, but then, like, each English class had to put on a play, if that makes sense. And so yeah. we all, like got into the amphitheater and each class had to like put on like the production and we chose midsummer and i just remember it being super whimsical mm-hmm. and like i remember being a fairy and i was really cute because i had like the fairy wings and stuff um it was oh, just do you remember which one you played no but i was the blue one. Oh. I don't remember the name of the one I played, but I remember it was, like, me and, like, my two friends at the time, and so we were the fairies, and it was just, like, it was cute. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't remember too much about it, but I just remember loving, like, the whimsicalness and, like, uh, some of the band members, like, played, like, different instruments to make it sound, like, all pretty and stuff. I just remember liking the whole aesthetic of uh, Midsummer. It's a fun one. Yeah. It's a really fun one. Yeah. Um, we, we read The Westing Game, which is still, like, I love that book to death. It's, Mm -hmm. it's very, like, I'm trying to think of what to equate it to. It's a, it's a, it's a mystery. Okay. Um, But, like, a very fun kind of mystery. Kind of, like, I think it's a millionaire dies and, um, all these different people are in line to inherit, but through a game. Mm-hmm. that they're set to play. Yeah. And so I like I hard hard time remembering like the full plot of the book cuz yeah, know, middle school, mm-hmm. but that one was a really fun read and really good. Um, I also read The Outsiders. Oh, I didn't read The Outsiders as required reading, but I've read The Outsiders. Nice. Yeah. Well, it it was written and takes place in Tulsa where I live. So Oh, that was okay. Like, it was big shit. Like, they filmed the movie here and everything. They oh, have yeah. the Outsiders House Museum and everything here. That's so cool. So, mm-hmm. So, that one was a big one. And I also, I just, I love that book, and I think it's good for people to read that one, but I really love that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't, know what to, I don't know what to say about that one. Yeah. But made me cry. Mm-hmm. Um... And then in eighth grade, we got to read a fun one, which was Sleeping Freshman Never Lie. What is that one? It's 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 ridiculous is what it is, but it's okay. by, I want to say Louis Sachar, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But it's, 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 
what it's it's about a kid going into his freshman year of high school, and it's very comedic. No, David Lubar wrote it. Okay. And. But yeah, it's basically kid just going into his freshman year of high school and trying to fit in and figure things out. But like, there's there's one line that for some reason this line has always stuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't remember. And I think it was like, it's like I couldn't be more obvious if I painted myself orange and glued hamsters to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> just a super funny really comedic book and it was so fun to have like an actual like fun book to read as required reading yeah in the class so that was that was a really fun one and i appreciated reading that one that's cool that sounds like a fun book it is a fun book you should read it it's okay good. okay <laughs> but yeah high school though high yeah. school required reading what are some ones you liked i don't remember what grade but I, I really enjoyed reading The Great Gatsby. Yes. I really That's enjoyed reading that one. 11th grade for me. Yeah, it was probably somewhere around there. Probably 11th grade. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, the Great Gatsby, one, I love the 1920s. I also mm -hmm. like how it was written. And we only, because we, in class or whatever, because usually like some books we had to like write a summary about the chapter. Um, mm -hmm. But this time, because, like, it was because it was told from, oh, my God, what's his name? His the first name's Tom. Tom. I think. Oh, my gosh. One second. No, I'm blanking, because he's telling the story. And so, uh, I forgot how we had to, like, write our, like, summaries and essays No, and Nick. Stuff. Nick. Nick Carraway. Nick Carraway, yeah. So we basically wrote, there was like, we would have to basically write a summary from his POV as well. Mm -hmm. So it was very creative how we had to like dissect the book. So even our responses and stuff, we have to like write the summary as if we were Nick mm -hmm. or Nate. Yeah. So I just thought it was very interesting and like, I just really liked the book. It was really, really well done, and, like, I didn't, like, the twist at the end with Daisy, I did not see coming, and so I was just, mm -hmm. like, like, it was, it was very, very well done, and, like, it also added that, like, whimsical thing, because, like, you know, at Gatsby's house, and, like, how he, like, threw the elaborate parties and stuff, mm -hmm. I just loved the whole vibe <laughs> of yeah. The Great Gatsby, I really, really did. It's also just... It's got like the right amount of symbolism. <laughs> yes, it's not, it's not overdone. It's decently obvious and easy to understand. Mm -hmm. And is it's not like heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah, it but... was very, very well done. Mm -hmm. One I of my that one. exactly. What about you? What's the one? Well, well, that Great Gatsby was on my list, and oh. that one, we read it the same year that the movie came out in theaters. When was that? Because I think we did too, because we watched it It was, in... um... Oh, it had to be... 2012? Or no, it was in the spring, so early 2013. Um, is when it came out. Yeah. Because, um, what we did was, we had... that. I was in AP classes, so we had our AP exam coming up, so what a whole bunch of people in our class did was we all went to breakfast at IHOP before the exam 
that's so cool. <laughs> then we went and took the exam, and then after the exam, we went to the local theater, and we all went and saw The Great Gatsby. <laughs> that is so cool! See, when... That's basically how it was for my... Because I took quite a bit of AP classes as well. And so, mm -hmm. like, when we up there in the AP, we all understand the struggle, my guy. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that was when we started, like, that was 11th grade, 12th grade, when we were all in these AP classes. That's when we would do, like, the big group, like, homework sessions on Thursdays and stuff. And the, mm -hmm. some days we don't get a lot of work done because we're just fucking around. <laughs> and that was, that was at the time because I was hanging with people that I didn't normally hang with. We're just yeah. like, you know, just trying to pass the class and take the SATs and ACTs and just mm -hmm. the fun stuff. But yeah, no, that that sounds like a fun time. I hop, SAT or test, and then yeah. Great Gatsby. That sounds like a great day. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, also, on the dystopia novels that I do like, Fahrenheit 451. Have you not read that one? Remind me which one. Okay, Fahrenheit 451. Was that the one where they burned the books yes okay because there was a few though i'm like okay there's books i have not read that are mm -hmm. technically required reading and so yeah. i'm like okay i read that one for sure yeah i i really love that one and also like i'm book nerd so a book about like a society burning books and then them being like hey mm -hmm. actually books are great mm -hmm. <laughs> and also just like the world building was very cool and out there for that one too mm -hmm. but that was that was probably like the first like real one of the first real dystopian novels i read yeah i remember reading that book and that was the year that the author died oh yeah like i remember like we were literally reading the book and then our teacher which was also my theater teacher at the time because this was around i think it was the 10th or 11th grade i don't i don't remember which grade it's all blended together trauma mm -hmm. anyway so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember because we had the book in our hands and we, could, we got the notif not the notification but we learned that uh, Ray Bradbury died and so we're yeah. just like what the fuck like that's crazy that we were talking about it and also what year was this dystopian world again taking place I can't because I... there was like a specific year because I know we were coming close to it Hold on. now we need to do more research Oh, I'm, I'm got, I got it, I got it. Um, where's the plot? 2049. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I looked. Oh, he wait. passed June 5th, 2012. Yeah. yeah. I remember being in class, because that was one of the last books we were reading, was Fahrenheit 451. But it was very, it was told very well, and, like, I think another thing we dissected about it was just, like, his writing on, like, how the world would be in 2040-something mm -hmm. was just, like, holy shit, you wrote this this long ago, but, like, we do have AirPods, and we do have big screens, and we do have this. Like, yeah. he was able to capture, like, the progress of man in technology mm -hmm. so fucking well. And, like, of course now, 2022, and, like, some people aren't reading books a lot. And, like, so it's, like, mm -hmm. did he fucking predict the future? <laughs> <laughs> and it was very interesting to read, just, like, reading, especially reading that book, and, you know, you're just, like, holy fuck, he thought of that before it actually happened? Like, that's, mm -hmm. it's mind-blowing. I loved Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. 
Did you ever read To Kill a Mockingbird? Is that the one with the trial? Yes. Yes. Atticus Finch. Yes, Atticus Scout Finch. Mm-hmm. Boo Radley. Yeah, Boo Radley. Yeah, I love that one. Me too. I really, really did. Mm-hmm. And because the book itself was controversial. Mm-hmm. Like, people didn't want anyone learning about it. But I really enjoyed that my teacher was very forward-thinking when teaching this book and how, like... Why did my husband just message me, thank God I didn't watch the car? Is it raining? <laughs> Sorry, California girl, we don't get rain. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just got so excited. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I lost all train of thought. <laughs> go ahead. Talk, talk about how amazing um, To Kill a Mockingbird is, please. Yeah, I, I just, I love whenever they, um kind of depicts like really awful parts of society through a child's eyes yeah because you know childhood innocence like you don't understand that some things people perceive as wrong because like yeah because the world's so much simpler at that age yeah being able to show all of this through the eyes of like a (laughs) nine-year-old and you just keep looking up for <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to look through the thing because I'm like, do I hear the rain pattering on the window? <laughs> I just got so excited. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And there's just so many like little elements of that book that just like stand the test of time too. Yeah. Almost everyone knows the name Boo Radley. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It was just and also just Again, reading the book through, like, it's all through the child's POV, so she just, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Scout and, what was the other one? I want to say, want to say, Yeah, something it's like, like it's that. Just, I think it starts with a J. But just through her eyes and how, like, even she, like, I think, because I remember her having a bit of spunk, and where she was just like, well, why are you being mean? Like, why are you doing this? Like, you're being stupid, you're being dumb, like all that stuff yeah just like i remember her being super like well that's not how it's supposed to be and like very like forward thinking as well it was just a very beautifully done book mm-hmm. and the the movie adaptation that came out in like the 30s or 40s yes i don't know that it was a really good adaptation of it too. yeah i remember we watched it i remember it Cause like we were watching it, we'd have to like do essays and like how do we compare it to the book? Of course, mm-hmm. when all of that, I just remembered how to. I know we're okay. I'll talk. We're gonna finish talking about To Kill a Mockingbird, and then I'll tell you the moment that I just remembered in flashback from ninth grade. Um, okay. Because <laughs> uh, I remember we had to do like the comparisons of, like from book to film, and this was one film that was fairly if not close to the book and it captured like the specific moments in the book like the main moments really really well and it was able to like showcase stuff that is not discussed in the film which is really cool Mm or book now in my head i just got flashbacks because like you know how you're supposed to compare like the book to the movie and stuff Mm -hmm. ninth grade romeo and juliet i remember 
my teacher, she was so sweet. She was a little kooky, but, like, the fun kind. Mm -hmm. And so we're watching... We watched Romeo and Juliet, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so... Which one? Which one did y'all watch? Well, we watched the first one first, and then we watched Leonardo DiCaprio. What do you mean by the first one? There's a couple adaptations. I don't remember which one it was. Is it the one with Zac Efron's lookalike? What? Maybe. He was hot. It's it's the version from, like, the 1970s, and the guy that plays Romeo is the spitting image of Zac Efron. What? Okay, you have to tell tell me. We were just making constant get-your-head-in-the-game jokes throughout the whole movie. Oh, I don't remember this. I'm I'm gonna look up a picture. Oh, please do. It might be. But yeah. Because I remember, I remember Romeo being fucking hot, but I specifically remember, like, my teacher, because, like, you, we can't watch the full movie, like, you know, in one go, so we're watching, like, 30 minutes, and then we go on and stuff. So I remember we walked into class, we talked about our homework, la la la, and we're sitting around, we're about to watch, we're about to continue watching Romeo and Juliet, and... <laughs> My teacher at the time, she was just like, okay, guys, now what you're about to see, I don't want no giggling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we got that talk, too. Because <laughs> there's a moment when her boobie flashes for a second, mm-hmm. and she was just like, it's normal, it's just what happens, just, like, you know, calm your tits is what she's, like, the equivalent of what she was saying. And so, of course, when the scene happens, all of the guys like, Oh, my God! Even though it was, like, two seconds. But, you know, ninth grade boys are ninth grade boys. <laughs> ninth grade jockey boys are ninth grade jockey boys. Mm-hmm. But I distinguish... Distinguish... Whoa, what's the word? I dis... Lauren, what was the word I'm thinking of? Distinctly? Yep. Remember... <laughs> Uh, getting that talk from my teacher. Yes! He does look like Zac Efron! Yes! <laughs> he looks... There's a side-by-side. <laughs> oh, man. Get a full screen. Get full screen. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> are, are you telling me that's not Troy Bolton? <laughs> oh, man. We did not make that distinction. I just remember all of us swooning over the Romeo. We're like, ooh, he's hot. We never made that distinction. Yeah, no, it was the first thing we latched onto. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Then I had a a lot of books in 11th grade that I liked, partly because I really liked that teacher, and also just, she had, like, really interesting book choices for us that year, too. Okay. Um... So that was the year we read The Great Gatsby. Yes. Um, we also read The Glass Castle. Whoa, what's that one? Which, it's it's not as, like, fantasy as it sounds, but it's about, um, it's a, it's a true story. It's sort of autobiography, but, like, creative, mm-hmm. non-fiction, sort of, but, um, about this girl and, um, the family she grew up in, her deadbeat parents that, like, always had big dreams but never did anything with it and yeah they they didn't live a very good life like always moving from place to place and living in shitty places and mm-hmm. um stuff like that but like still like that thread of like imagination and hope that 
like kept her going. Yeah. So that it was a really interesting read. Okay. The first like creative nonfiction book that I actually liked. Yeah. Um. And then, for some reason, we did two books that were true crime books. Okay. What? What the fuck? What these? What were these books? Yeah, we read In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. Uh huh. Which was about the massacre of the Clutter family, um, back in, um, man, I can't remember what years these happened, but, um, the Truman Capote, who was the author, who was a friend of Harper Lee, who wrote To Kill Mockingbird. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was a fun tie-in that we had, but he, um, he interviewed the two killers in jail, and basically could see how one of them was the ringleader and the other one was the follower, but somehow the follower was the more murderous of the two. And yeah. Like, it just, like, explored that whole dynamic and how everything happened. Okay. And so that one was really fascinating. Also, I'm gonna, like, pat myself on the back here. Um, we had, that was, like, for that, we had to pick a book that we read that year and write, like, a full, like, college grade essay for it like this was the first time like we were doing that level of essay oh, okay. in classes and um i worked my butt off and i wrote it on in cold blood i had I had like folders of notes i had like all my notes spread out in like the living room of my house at one point while i was writing it all and i organized the shit out of that I wrote yeah. the hell out of that and my teacher said that was the first time she's ever given a perfect score on an essay <gasps> in class. Oh, hell yes! <laughs> I was so proud of myself. <laughs> hell, that's such a good feeling. I know! <laughs> she was like, this is the first time, and I wanted you to know that. I was like, thank you. <laughs> that's amazing. It's, a, it's yeah. that, and then, like, your stuff was so good, I want to use it as an example for yes. future classes. Uh, the one book that I liked and enjoyed, I'm gonna, we did something like that, but we'll still keep talking about your true crime book. Mm -hmm. uh, we also read The Devil in the White City, mm -mm. which is, it. it's about H.H. H. Holmes, who, um, it takes place within the um, World's Fair that happened in Chicago mm -hmm. in like the turn of the century, 1900s. Um, and um, it intersperses, like, how they constructed, like, the fairgrounds and readied for the, um, for the World's Fair. So it's, like, half about that. But the other half is what was happening during that, which was H.H. H. Holmes, who constructed a murder hotel. Oh, God. Where he had all these trap doors and, like, hidden rooms and things where he would murder people and shoots to take their bodies down to the basement where he would, like, break them down and then sell their skeletons Ooh. and stuff. And, like, the dude was crazy and killed a ton of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's even, like, a theory that he was actually Jack the Ripper. Oh! Who after he did his killings in England, came over to America. But that, there's, like, there's, like, a paper trail that even kind of, like, lends credence to the fact. But anyway, I'm getting on my, like, true crime nerdiness right now. But, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Also, that's probably the point in my life where I started on my true crime. <laughs> that was the gateway was, drug. Yeah, it was in cold blood and devil in the white city. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, that was really fun. Um, we also got to like choose a book out of a list to read during that year, and then we like, had like reading groups on it. And the one I, I chose was The Fountainhead by mm-hmm. Ayn Rand, which I just love writing style and the writing style of that book it's so like dreamy and fantastical but it's about an architect <laughs> but I don't know it's it was just very very good I liked that one a lot there you go do you have any more books from high school view yes um these two books in particular um I really enjoyed I think partly because of the projects we did on it um because mm-hmm. this was this was either uh, again, it's either 11th grade or 12th grade, the really fun ones. Um, and so, I think it was 11th grade, we did, uh, we read The Lord of the Flies. Now, the book itself, it's interesting in how, like, kids, like, you know, they're put on this island, and then, like, oh, it's a democracy, but then, like, you know, if you read The Lord of the Flies, you know The Lord of the Fro- Flies. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought it was a very interesting book, and it was crazy, like, how, like, even, like, dissecting and writing about how the book was and how, like, through the child's mind, like, oh, well, they don't understand death, you know? Because they're mm-hmm. kids. They, it's still kind of a game. And yeah. it's not until you're getting hunted, the kids are like, dude, what the fuck? This isn't right. Mm-hmm. But the one kid on top is like, yo, it's fun. It's not because I'm the one on top. I'm, it's fun for me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that book. The premise of the book was great. Now... Going back to, like, doing projects and, like, using your project as an example, mm-hmm. we were supposed to do a retelling of the book, right? And mm-hmm. so we're all put in groups and stuff, and this was one of those form classes where, like, it was me and, like, a few of the other uh, people in my theater class in there. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, let's, 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 let's bust this out. Because uh, theater, we were, like, our family and, like, my best friend. That's how I met Nikki. Um... And, like, I, the closest friends, like, the people I still talk to are the ones that were in my theater class. Yeah. And so we all got into this group, right? We're like, all right, what do we want to do? We decided to make a spoof of The Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like uh, I think uh, one, someone, one of us had, like, a video camera. So we, like, dissected the book and we found the funny parts. And we were basically, like, it was a spoof. We're, like, we're grown-ass teenagers acting like children. Mm-hmm. but like doing Lord of the Flies for like at one point where like uh, we were on the we were filming in like one of in our theater teacher's classroom like the classroom part and we're all on the chairs I remember filming and then uh, the guy like gets punched is like yeah you can't do that we're like yes I can the floor is lava and like just stupid <laughs> shit and like just basically taking the essence of Lord of the Flies and like making it a, a parody and no one's ever done that before so my mm-hmm. teacher was just like that's fucking great not those words obviously but she was just like yeah i want to use that for future classes because what people have done is they would do like like not like plays plays but like little like no one went and filmed anything we were the ones who were like all right we're gonna play this for the class and like we had like put music stupid music over it like pretty sure there's like a pirates of the caribbean theme song over or something like <laughs> It was stupid, but so fun and so funny. It probably, if I could find the video somewhere, and it probably isn't that funny, <laughs> but at the time, it was so, so fun. Um, 
The other book that I really, really enjoyed uh, was actually The Things We Carried. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that I've even heard of that one. Oh, okay. So, um, The Things We Carried it was basically about D-Day. And so, uh, okay. uh, I forgot, is Tim O'Brien is the author? Let me look it up. Now, I, I'm pretty sure it's Tim O'Brien. Yes! I was right! Uh, the Things We Carried, uh, uh, it was basically takes, uh, it's short stories about what happened, uh, during, uh, V-Day, or D-Day, uh, in the Vietnam War. And so it's it was like a collection of stories and stuff from like basically different POVs of the uh, soldiers there. Mm -hmm. And so I never thought that I would like be into that sort of thing. Like I I'm not really a nonfiction type of person. There's mm -hmm. a few books that like okay that was good, but I really and truly enjoyed the things they carried because the way like the way it was written is different POVs, but like this character shows up in this character's, um, like, part of the story, so, like, you're reading about Jack, and then, like, here's Jack, and, like, Jack interacts with, um, Bill, and then, so, you see Bill, like, okay, I'm gonna go this way, and then you don't know what happened to Bill. Later, you're reading as Bill, mm -hmm. and then they find the dead Jack. Yeah. And so, like, just how it's, like, all interwoven like the stories like the different stories in the different chapters in the book it was really well done where like mm -hmm. like this explosion happened and you see each character go through that same explosion so it mm -hmm. created like this worldly effect in my mind mm -hmm. and i just thought that it was very well done like extremely well done um yeah no i i it was uh specifically because it was this specific group um because it yeah because it was during d-day and then it was like this specific group like this specific battalion it was about and mm -hmm. so yeah i ended up really really liking that one i really and truly did and then that after that we watched uh saving private ryan mm -hmm. and so it was it was different it was something i wasn't expecting and it was a book that caught me off guard and I really, really enjoyed it. Not because the teacher was like, oh, you have to do this. Oh, we're doing a fun project, la la la. But, like, I genuinely and truly enjoyed the writing. Nice. Do we want to go to books that we recommend? Or no? Do you have another one? Oh, well, I was just going to say, um, like, 12th grade, like, I didn't read as many, like, book books. But yeah. I read a lot of, like, plays. Because, okay. Because um, it was, well, we had to read Hamlet. That yes. That was, like, our main class. And I loved Hamlet. I really did. It's, mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite Shakespeare plays, just because I like plays where people go crazy and there are ghosts and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. And it's also, like, I think it is the most lethal <laughs> Shakespeare play, in which, like, by the end of the book, there's only, like, three three named characters left. Oh, so, Jesus! Like, so many people die in that book. Okay. And, um... But yeah, also it's got the to be or not to be speech. In oh, it, okay. Which, oh my gosh, I. Oh man, what's the act actor's name? The guy who plays Moriarty in Sherlock. It's like I want to say like Andrew Scott. I don't know. Um, but he, there was a clip that kind of went viral of him in Hamlet and him doing that speech, and like, <laughs> it's so fucking beautiful. And 
um, there's just a lot of stuff in that play about mortality and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I, I really enjoyed that one. Also, I got to read Ophelia. Ah, <laughs> okay. That's fun too. <laughs> I also read Pygmalion, which is the play that the musical My Fair Lady is based off of. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, the guy taking the cockney girl from the streets and making her into a fine lady. Yeah. Um, and then I also read The Glass Menagerie, mm-hmm. which was a really pretty play, and uh, I like that one too. But, yeah, I think that's that's all my books that I had written down. Okay. So, yeah, what, what do you think are some books that we've talked about or even haven't talked about that should be required reading? Immediately, because I read this, um, uh in February because um, at the store like we're very I love Barnes and Noble we're very forward-thinking and we're very inclusive and aware of who we are and who people want to be and stuff and so Mm -hmm. one of the things that was very heavily um, showcased in our store was uh, the book The Color Purple by Alice Walker now it was huge and everyone's reading it and it wasn't until I read it that I was just like holy fuck because so it's about two sisters um who live in africa and they um had two different lives um one was living in the south she's a wife and then the other um i don't remember what the other one was doing but it's basically testing their loyalty and their um trust in each other across distance and time and just i loved loved this book it was beautifully done very beautifully written i think it came out in like the 80s and um i don't know it was just i it was so real but beautifully written and it it does kind of remind me of um to kill a mockingbird just Mm -hmm. like it touched on important topics and it didn't shy away from it but it did it beautifully if that makes sense like, I really and truly enjoyed reading The Color Purple. And so I'm like, we that needs to be a book that everyone, like, next to To Kill a Mockingbird, everyone should read The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fully agree on To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, this one I already talked about, but I also think The Outsiders should definitely be required mm-hmm. reading for everyone. It's just like that universal experience as a teenager of trying to fit in, not fitting in, accepting yourself, and also just, like, doing the right thing, no yeah. matter what. And yeah. Very much also the found family kind of trope as well, which yeah. I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Well, another book that I think should be read in schools, hear me out, should be okay. The Hobbit. Yes. Just... His writing alone is just something... Tolkien... You could say what you want about Tolkien, but he... The way he writes his descriptions for Mm -hmm. places... There is so much symbolism in his words alone. And Mm -hmm. so, like, if you want to read... And I keep hitting the microphone because I keep... Like, it's down here, the one that's recording. So I'm like, ah, fuck, I keep hitting it, so sorry. There's, like, a bump. Um say what you want about the lore and how like kind of broken it is and like hey you can fill that blank over here he's really good Tolkien's very very good about describing and using symbolism in 
his descriptions for places and things. Mm-hmm. For places and items like the ring and Mordor and everything. And so I'm like, if you want to dissect a book for symbolism, this would be like anything by Tolkien. A specific, bleh, specifically The Hobbit would be something r- like a really good start. Yeah. That and everyone should read The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote one of my senior papers in college, one that ended up having to be like 30 pages on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and more more specifically modernism and how the machine age is put down in Tolkien's books and yeah. simplicity is more revered stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I agree yeah um I also like I just think there should be more genre fiction talked about in schools as well and I feel like like I said most often it's more A lot more social commentary, which is important, but it's always, like, the more severe framed books. Yeah. And I I think it's important to keep whimsy and stuff, and there's so much good genre fiction that says a whole lot as well, too. So, like The Hobbit. Um, I also think Frankenstein should Ooh. be taught as a, as a required reading in school. Like, it's, it's considered one of the classics, but not many people teach it as a required reading. Which I think it should be, because, like, there's, you want symbolism to teach the kids. There's plenty, there's so much symbolism to go around that book. I've written, like, three different papers on Frankenstein. I haven't actually, like, read the book Frankenstein. You should. I've read it a lot. Okay. <laughs> it's very good. Lots of symbolism, lots of kind of philosophical thinking of, like, what makes a person, like, how do do we have the power to play God and, you know, the repercussions of that. And yeah. Very good. And I, I also, it's, it's gothic literature, so. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's my, it's my shit. It's, it's the <laughs> shit. It's the good shit. Mm-hmm. You have any others? No, that was the two. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, out of the ones that we've already said, too, I, I think Fahrenheit 451. Yes, that one needs to stay, that one needs to stay. <laughs> until and, at least until we get to 2041. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Great Gatsby needs to stay as well. Yes, Great Gatsby 100% needs to stay. Mm-hmm. I'd also argue for Romeo and Juliet as well because like yeah. it's like the story itself sucks. Like, yes, <laughs> you really think about it. Like this is a 20 year old man meeting and a 14 year old girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it is problematic as hell, but in terms of just the writing and being able to ease people into, like, the Shakespearean type of plays and poetry. Yeah, because that's a separate language, essentially. For real, yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole different kind of writing to tackle, so I do think that that one's a good introduction to that for um, Mm -hmm. people in school. Shoot us an email on what books you guys read and what required reading you guys had to do and what books you think should be taught in schools absolutely send that to us at imaginarylibrarians at gmail.com we really love to hear from you you can also tweet at us at at imagine lib all one word on twitter um we would love to hear some feedback it's it's we're, we're used to, like, YouTube channels where, you know, you got the comment section for, like, instant, like, yeah, yeah. feedback. So, podcasting's a little different, so we would love to hear from you guys. Just take a second, 
reach out, tell us what you think, mm -hmm. and and what what your favorites and least favorites are on these and all of our other episodes as well. Um, we'd really love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Um, also remember, pick up a copy of uh, House of Salt and Sorrows by Aaron A. Craig for our August book of the month. And next week we are doing Bree's doing Peter Pan retellings. So I just gave the most one. sadistic smile no one saw it. <laughs> when I had this sudden realization, I'm like, oh yes, Peter Pan. Oh man. no, I'm gonna be the same when I get around to my Alice in Wonderland retellings. Oh yeah. Ooh, I could write essays and I will. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that'll be our episode next week, so look forward to that. It's kind of a, a bit of a break in the, like, school-themed month we've kind of got going on here. But mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it, seeing yeah. what you got, <laughs> and hearing about it. Because this is, like, the first, like, kind of, like, one-sided, like, one-person's Yeah, this is different. Sort of thing. It's, it's different, so it's going to be interesting. So. Yeah. So if you love Peter Pan, please come in with an open mind. <laughs> I love Peter Pan too. Mm -hmm. But there's some books. Some... some people love Peter Pan in a different way. <laughs> this will really anyway. target our target audience. <laughs> this this segment right here. I have but to finish yeah. this other book I'm reading for Peter Pan before we record the next episode. But yeah, I'm excited. Nice. But yeah. So, thank you guys for joining us. And we will see you next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>